Welcome to episode 171 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. What's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? Well, I'm here and we've got Adam Jode back. Well, then there is something going on. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fourth time that Adam Jode's been here. Yes. And I believe that makes him the only person besides Mike DiPatrillo to be on here that many times. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've had bands on here that many times, different people like Battlecross. Yes. All that great stuff, but Adam Jode makes his return. First three podcasts he was on was the full band. This time mm. it's just him. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. We got that here in just a just a few minutes. Before we get into that, we need to let you know that we're sponsored here by DEB Concerts and Bits Screen Printing. Bits Screen Printing, screen printer out of Oklahoma City. They do all kinds of t-shirts, hoodies, hats, anything you need screen printed. They can do it for you. Get on Facebook and follow them, Vit Screen Printing. They, that's V-I-T-S. They do a lot of band t-shirts, so if you've got a band anywhere in the country, you know, they can ship it to you, no problem. Yep. You can order it online, all that great stuff. They do our t-shirts. Of course. Yeah. Which, you need to get one. Yeah. DeepThunderUnderground.com. Just click on the merch button, and it'll take you right there. We've got our original shirts up there, but we should have new shirts from Vit Screen Printing here coming in within the next week or so, so... Be on the lookout for that. And if you're coming to Rocklahoma, of course, hit us up there for that as well. Definitely. DEB Concerts is a promotion company here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, run by Doug Burgess. And they bring in all kinds of kick-ass bands that we love. Bands from the 80s rock, early 90s rock era. Yes. In the past, they brought in bands like Dockin, Warrant, Firehouse, Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns. They're bringing May 30th, which is the Wednesday after next, or no, two, two and a half weeks, two weeks from this Wednesday. There we go. Gotcha. Stripers coming back to Tulsa. Nice. I believe this is their first time in Tulsa since Streets Gone Wild. Played in Oklahoma City after that, but saw them both those. They were great. They've got Driver opening up this show, which we all know is great as well. Oh, yeah. We love those guys. What else we got? June, July 26th, Steelheart is playing Safari Joe's H2O Water Park. Nice. I'll be there. Yeah. Why? Because Willem Jedevich is like one of the greatest human yes. vocalists on this earth. Pretty much. I mean, you're not going to find, you're not going to find too many better than him. And we got the mighty Rev Jones on bass. Yes. Two days after that, Bisto Blanco, Ideal Ballroom. I didn't mention Striper was an Ideal Ballroom. Yes. Bisto Blanco. Has Driver as well opening, along with Down for Five. And that show is absolutely free. DB Concerts said that they're putting that on as a thank you to everybody for coming to all their shows the last couple of years. So be sure and get out and check that out. It's got Chuck Garrick, the bassist for Alice Cooper. He's in that band along with Calico Cooper. And then... Well, Alice we got, Cooper's, Cooper's daughter. Yeah, I figured that might have been self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. August 18th, Faster Pussycat, also at Ideal Ballroom. Don Jameson is also on tour with him, doing his brand of comedy that only he can do. Yes. Looking forward to that. Love Don Jameson and Faster Pussycat is one of the best sleaze bands from that era. And then on that one, we've got Dead Metal Society opening that show. Nice. And right here in all that midst, I mentioned Dead Metal Society and Down for Five. Coming up about a week from today, or maybe tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to have our Rocklahoma preview episode, but it also includes a pretty long interview with Nine from Dead Metal Society and Scott from Down for Five. Yes, that was a good one. That right. was a really fun one. Both of them are playing Rocklahoma, yeah. and they talk a lot about this Rocklahoma and past Rocklahomas that they played. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love talking to those guys. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that one here in the next week. And until then, we've also got Boba Flex coming up and yes. some other cool things that you might find out about soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you want to just jump right into some music? Yes. Okay, speaking of Rocklahoma, we've got a band here that is playing Rocklahoma on the Axis stage on Saturday. This band is called Duel. This song is Heart of the Sun.
Heart of the Sun from Duel from their album Witch Banger. Nice, Witch Banger. Right off the bat, you know you've got something good when that's your album title. Best title, best album title ever. That's right. Are you a Witch Banger? Not currently, you used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was the, the good one, good one. <laughs> you got jokes today. That yeah. one kind of took me off guard. <laughs> I am not now, but yes, uh, I was. Dark times, right. my friend, dark times. No <laughs> more, though. No more. Speaking of great times, though, this dual album is fucking great. Yes, it is awesome. I mean, this is it, what I told you a minute ago. This is like straight out of 1971. Right. It even, it even, I mean, it just sounds like it and it feels like it. And it's just, you really feel like this is something that was like at the roots of heavy metal, but. And that you missed somehow. Yes, that we missed. You yeah. know, it, it was awesome. It's like they definitely have that stonery, doomy, psychedelic kind of feel. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, there's tons of stuff throughout this song and this album that just reminds you of that 70s era hard rock. And, you know, all the great stuff from that era, UFO, Robin Trower, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it's it's a total like i said it's like it's it was the beginning is it something and somehow we missed it because it's yeah. got everything of like you know so this is where metal came from but it's not you know because it's like you said it's got classic stuff but it's also like you know heavy stuff it's just yeah i mean and and i say that in the best possible way you know right. with the best possible meaning that's how good this is and it's so fun to listen to yeah, they need to tour with our buddies Night Demon. Yes, they do. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be I'd go to that for sure. Yeah. Well speaking of seeing these guys live, Saturday at Rocklahoma, they were playing the Axis stage at one forty. Yes. That's a good hour at least, or maybe I think the gates open at two this year. Okay. But anyway, that's probably about their set'll probably be thirty minutes. So yep. watch these guys and then head over and to head in. head in. Exactly. And they're actually a couple bands after Stainless Revenge the same day. Okay. He's kicking that stage off that day, I think at noon. And speaking of them, this coming Thursday on that episode, we're going to have a brand new Stainless Revenge track. Love it. So just Those to, guys are awesome. Yeah. Another Rocklahoma band to look out for. But also speaking of Duel, if you're in the Tulsa area or anywhere, just get on their Facebook and look, look it up. But they're on tour opening up for Paul Bearer. Yes. And that's coming to the Guthrie Green in Tulsa. And that's just weird to say, right? I know, but it's those, great to say. That that lineup is going to be at Guthrie Green. For those of you that aren't around here, Guthrie Green's a, just an outdoor grassy knoll. Yes. Basically, where it's where people, people gather for concerts, and it's always like fucking yeah, acoustic rock. It's always acoustic stuff, family-friendly. You know, there's a splash pad and, you know, people doing Zumba. Yeah. And, you know, eating their mueslicks and shit. And that's <laughs> not going to be what this is. This is going right. to be... This is going to be some some hard hitting, uh, doomy shit, and yeah. so it's great to see. You know, it, it, I mean, it really is. It'll be amazing to see the music and just to see people walking by's reaction. To yeah, say, you know, walking their their Great Danes, going, "What the fuck is this?" You know, <laughs> right. whatever whatever dog is in. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> fucking hipsters. Yeah, basset hounds. Fuck you, all right? <laughs> Dude, basset hounds are pure stoner metal, and you know it. <laughs> That's true. That's what the graph even said one time, the meme, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, you that know. makes sense. You know Merc gets down with some monster magnet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about before we get into this? Hey, Nine Inch Nails. That's a good That topic. That is a good one. Um, <clears throat> Yes, definitely. Well, they just announced this tour the other day, and along with it, they announced... That they're skipping, at least at first, total, totally skipping online sales yes. or phone sales even. You yeah. have to go to the box office like it's 1988. Yeah. Well, then you can even call, but you can't even call now. Yeah. You have to go like it's 1808. Yes. And just show up <laughs> to purchase your ticket to get in the Coliseum, basically, you know? Oh, that's way after, way before 1808, but whatever. The point is, if you want to see Nine Inch Nails in this tour, I think it's this coming Friday, maybe. Yeah. You got to walk up to the box office and stand in line like the old days. Like the old days, yeah. And I even like you know the way they they described it in the press release. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna you as a human are gonna go talk to another human. Yeah. And you might find other like minded people in line wearing black to talk <laughs> about music with. Right. And it's a great point, and I like that idea. Um, they they and they the the cool thing was is 
they admitted, you know, this might kind of suck, but it's gonna, it's gonna it's suck gonna, less than it's still gonna piss off someone. Yes, but. exactly. But you know what? What is it we all goddamn went through with the Metallica stuff recently? That's a good example. Um, you know, nosebleed seats were going for sixty bucks, and they went so fast that they all they were already up for resale. The verified resale bullshit. For 130 bucks. What the fuck is that all about? Right. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't condone it. I think it's bullshit, but I still got Metallica tickets. Right. So fuck me, (laughs) you know? So I'm really, and I do not like Nine Inch Nails at all. I'm not big on industrial type kind of stuff. You know that. That's how I've always been. I don't hate them. I don't think they suck. They're just not my thing. Right. But I always like how they do stuff. You know, they put a free EP on their website one time. Yeah. And just said, Hey, this one's on us. You know, I like that kind of shit, and they're doing this kind of stuff, which, if anything, you know, just starts a conversation about, you know, maybe maybe it's time something starts, you know, changing about some of this stuff. Right. So I totally love that they're doing this and respect them. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. One time he put a full album on there and said, you can have it free or you can yes, pay if you want. Whatever you want, and then, yeah. Then they had, like, a deluxe version of it that was, like... 150 bucks yep. and it sold out the first day. So, yeah. I mean, that's how much people are cool with what they do. Exactly. But at the same time, the only downfall of this is if it's not coming to your city, you have no way to get tickets that first day. You yeah, know? that's right. So, I mean, there's. And, and then, and that's the thing that sucks, I right. guess, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we're older dudes and we're always like, you know, back in our day or yeah. whatever, it was always cool. I always thought to go hang out in line to get tickets, you know? Yeah. It's cool now to just get them instant. They go on sale as well. But exactly, yeah. It <laughs> so is. it's both sides have its advantages, but like they said, all the best seats will be available just like they used to be right at the box office yes. at 10 a.m. or whatever time it is. And then what later they're going to go on sale online, right? Isn't that yeah. what you said? I think they said at a later date. Yes, later date, yeah. So I don't know if it's just for the first day or a few <laughs> days you can go to the box office, how that works, but there yeah. you go. Maybe it'll start a little trend. Who knows? Uh, that's, yeah, it's awesome. Well, let's talk about Adam Jode. Let's do it. Adam Jode is back. Scattered Hamlet. Yeah. For, like I said, fourth time. It's been actually quite a while. This is episode 171. The last time he was on was with the full band on episode 96. Oh, okay. And that was not long after, uh, or right, it might have been the day, actually. Yeah. Well, the day we recorded it was the day Swamp Rebel Machine was released. Yes, it was their C release party in Tulsa. Yeah. And then it came, you know, we put that out like a week later. But yeah. he's on, the band's also been on episode 76 and episode 24. So there's three times to go back and check it out. And all three of those are fantastic. Every dude in this band is great to talk to. Yes. They're extremely passionate about music, about what they do, and about all kinds of other things. And. So this is the first time we've had on Adam Joad by himself. Just, well, was it the Saxon episode, I think, maybe? Or was it the Chris McCarville episode where we talked about the recent show we saw? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was one. It was in the past one two or three episodes. Go back and check that out. We saw Scattered Hamlet with Final Drive in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And just like always, they kick ass. But yeah, this one, he goes over all the stuff, what's coming up for these guys. And I guess that's good to go, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's just uh, let's let everyone hear it. All right, here's Adam Joe from Scattered Hamlet. First thing, first, you guys just finished this tour last week. What was the the emotion like doing this tour without Jake? Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was weird, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a good, I mean, it was important for us to do just to remind ourselves that we could do it. You know, it wasn't the, the most optimal tour, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was good. We needed it. And, uh, you know, we needed to do it to make sure that we're ready for all the stuff that's coming up in July, you know? So is that stuff you can talk about? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got, um, you know, July, we, 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 there's a lot of dates that still are unannounced, but, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a tour around, uh, Rockfest in Minnesota. 
uh, Warp Tour in Nashville, Warp Tour in Houston, and uh, we're doing Jesco White of the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia's 62nd birthday party as well. So we're going to be tying everything together, you know, around those kind of four things and releasing a new, uh, uh, the cover song we've been talking about for a while. We ended up uh, deciding to push it back a little bit. and uh, But yeah, it's it's coming out as well. Well, um, can you give us an, 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 an update on how Jake's doing? Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, he, it's a struggle, man. You know, he's, you, you know, I haven't. I haven't heard Jake's voice since uh, this happened in September. You know, he's, the, you know, there's still no talking, and uh, you know, it's there's progress. It's very slow progress. You know, when we're when we're talking progress, we're talking about you know being able to you know move your hand a few inches to the, you know, to the right and left like that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's it's tough, but you know, he's you know he's surviving, and you know, there like I said, there's progress. Just just a hell of a lot slower then you know we'd like to see for sure yeah at that okc show richard told us that he had showed him some some rustling i don't know if it's like the 25th anniversary of raw or something he said he could see he could see it in his eyes and his movement that he you know yeah. that he was into it yeah there's that you know there, there does seem to be recognition like you know if he if there's things that he liked before and you show him on video he tracks it with his eyes you know as opposed to things that don't interest him he just kind of like looks off you know kind of gazes out in a different direction so you know there there's definitely signs of awareness and in, in that sort of thing there you know but it's uh you know which, which is promising but you know that we went out and saw him for the first time in, in january you know it was uh it was a lot you know no it just just no other way to put it you know right well speaking of that cover single was that uh did you guys say that you're is this like a tribute basically to jake yeah, one hundred percent. We decided, uh, you know, since the last bit of the Swamp Rebel Machine tour, torrent cycle got cut off, um, you know, we wanted to put something out before we were ready to, you know, start recording or anything again. And you know, we wanted, you know, and we know by the time we record the next album, you know, that that a lot of people will be hearing us for the first time, and they they might not, you know, understand who Jake was and you know what what he meant to the band. So we wanted to make sure that you know we put something out that. They showed them. So we, uh, you know, we went online. We, we, uh, you know, let people throw out their ideas for a cover tune. We picked one. Um, we had his best friend, who's also our producer. You know, he produced it. Uh, his brother was the one who shot the video for it. So there's, uh, you know, there's clips of Jake and stuff. So it's, it's a pretty good, good tribute. And uh, it came out actually a, a lot better than we thought it was going to. So that's why we pushed it back a little bit, you know, instead of dropping it in, you know, in April, we're like, you know, we, we can wait on this till we, you know, get all the July stuff announced and, you know, it'll think it's the best move. What well, was the, the song you guys picked? Was it something you hadn't thought of before when someone suggested it? Or was it one of those songs that you guys had already had in mind? No, we did not have this one in mind. This one a hundred percent came off uh, one of the suggestions online and uh you know we got a lot of great suggestions we had a lot of horrible suggestions <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and we demoed quite a few different ones you know like and and they kind of changed as our mood did too you know because you go through a lot of emotions when something like that happens you know like sometimes you're you're uh you know sometimes you feel like you can take on the world sometimes you you feel reflective and dark sometimes you're just pissed you know and and uh and it was really important that what we we picked was something that kind of transcended all that and kind of was more about us and you know what what we think as opposed to just you know that that you know small moment in time you know like us us doing a real dark reflective ballad is not really what we do so it didn't make sense for us to to do something like that you know for something that's going to be with you forever you know so, so was it when you said it was you know kind of out of left field? Was it hard to learn or hard to pick up? No, it, it actually is something that I've been that I've had on my practice list for a long time. Uh, yeah, and, and it's uh, it's one of those ones that's more about that's it's less about being hard. It's more about just executing it correctly. And you know that that was particularly vocally, and you know of course we had a different drummer you know, come in and do it. Um, you know, one of our buddies, uh, Dave from, uh, he's in a band called, from called diamond lane. And, uh, he, he played on the recording for it. And this was before 
uh, Grant, you know, joined up with us for touring and stuff. So, so yeah, it was cool. You know, I mean, you know, particularly vocally, you know, this was something that I had to, to get better at to pull off. And, and we also, um, we recorded it with all four of us playing live in a room at the same time, which is something we've never done before. We've, we've recorded with three of us playing live at the same time, but, you know, playing with two guitars, bass and drums all live was uh was a new thing for us so you know we did it old school we hammered it out and i think the uh the results are gonna are, are gonna be cool i think people are are gonna be um i think they're gonna like it i don't know if they'll be excited about what we pick because i think a lot of people won't know it <laughs> but they should <laughs> was well, that something obviously you're not gonna say it now but is it something you guys are gonna announce like when you release it or are you gonna announce it ahead of time uh we, we haven't really talked about it yet i mean uh it's from 1984. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's got to be good. That was a great year. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was a great year for music, no doubt. And uh, and, and it's something that I think like like yourself and myself and other like I call us all music nerds are all gonna appreciate. But I also think it's something that uh, people that didn't catch it the first time around are, are gonna appreciate a little more now too. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we put our spin on it. You know, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, you know, slide playing and that kind of stuff happening in, in 84. So, you know, we, we threw our SH kind of stuff in there, but, you know, at the same time, kept it pretty true. I'm, I'm really curious, uh, to, uh, to see what the, the fellas who originally recorded it think of it. I want to see if they're going to tell us we suck or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, we're going to come across them at a, uh, at, at a, at a festival, so I'm curious. <laughs> nice. Well, there's another clue. Yeah. That's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk a, a bit about what Dave brought to the recording and then again what Grant brought to the tour. Um, You know, Dave for the recording, you know, he did exa- – you know, he, he's a friend. Uh, you know, he, he did exa- – you know, he's a Berkeley guy, you know, so he's a, he's a professional. You know, he came in like a professional sessions guy. Um, we rehearsed it one day before we all went in the studio and, and we landed it, you know, like that was just kind of how that worked. It was very, uh, you know, we, we had a good time, but it was still, you know, it was like, you know, it's like punching a clock at the office, you know? And, um, now touring wise and stuff, you know, our, our whole, I mean, you, y'all know, um, we're, we're like kind of a live thing with energy and stuff. So we had to find in our live player was a little more difficult, um, you know, we auditioned people all across the country, and uh, we had some really killer people that that w- wanted to do it but couldn't do it full time, which was very flattering. And um, you know, we ended up uh, we ended up with the most promising candidates being in Nashville, and of them, uh, you know, we walked in a room, we we played, you know, Adam Newell and I played with Grant, uh, we played Shelter with him the first time. And, uh, you know, Adam and I just like looked at each other and, um, you know, we just kind of turned around and we're like, all right, dude, um, you've got the job. So now let's just practice. <laughs> and, like, the, like it was literally like that. I mean, we could have walked out on stage and played it. You know, he was he did it like that. And that's that's what we needed. You know, I spoke to him on the phone a few times. Uh, you know, he's you know, he just did this last run with us. We all we all got along well. And, um, you know, he's. He's got experience, you know. Like I said, he's he's a Nashville guy, so it's it's kind of cool to have a, uh, you know, uh, you know that kind of background. He understands our world. How about that? Yeah, I mean, when we saw you guys in Oklahoma City, he brought a lot of energy, and I guess that's something you got to do with your band and plus filling in for Jake. Yeah, it was what what a what a weird position for him, you know. Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, you know, first time we played Rockfest, you know there was homemade like bean dip 316 signs getting like held up and stuff, you know? So <laughs> yeah, it, that's crazy. Like by people we don't even know, you know? And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy for him to walk into that position. Number one takes confidence, you know, in being yourself. And, you know, number two, it's just weird because, you know, we didn't want to freaking, you know, Jason Newstead, the guy, you know, and, <laughs> and, yeah, you know, because like it was one of those things where I told him I was like, "Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. We need you here, but we don't want you here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and that's that was my first phone conversation I ever had with him. Yeah. You know, it was well, like, and if and he's he cool, me. he understands that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he was, you know, I was like, you know, don't. There were some other guys that uh, you know, that were really good too, but I just thought they were too pushy. You know, like. The, the, there's going to be backlash. You know, the fans aren't going to like someone that's that's trying to be like, hey man, look at me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna, they're going to want somebody that's just going to 
make you look at them and, you know, keep the train driving like it's always been driving. That's that's what we needed, you know. So it was uh, it was more than about just playing, you know. It was, it was about the right person at the right time. So, you know, that was uh, all, all super important, you know. Well, talk about the, the Stonewall Jackson video. I know you guys did this all guerrilla style. Are there any, like, funny stories or crazy stories that came about from that? Yeah, there's some ridiculous ones. Like, uh, my favorite part of that was when we were filming, you know, this it was like doing GoPros and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Rich was, you know, when Rich is doing it down by the riverboat there on the, I believe it's the Ohio River, uh, it's it's in, uh, that's right outside of Louisville, which was cool for him because that's where he's from. You know, there was like, uh, basically we just wheeled a bass rig out there and he just set up and started playing, you know, like why we played the music in the background, you know, <laughs> like, so there's, there's like people walking by, like what what the hell is happening here? And there was like this one homeless dude who would not leave us alone. You know, it was like <laughs> one of the, where you tried to be cool, and he's like, "Oh man, you guys rocking? Like, what are you doing?" I'm, I'm just like, "Dude, just just let us do this." You know, <laughs> like I'll, I'll buy you a hamburger and some Mad Dog 2020. Just go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. always the mad dog man love it yeah that's what i go with you know it's mad dog or like your king cobra you know those are yes wow <laughs> i never had king cobra in my life yeah there's no need you know that's just it's, one of those, like, it, it's, it's like sub old english 800 which there oh, you go God. you know that's like... <laughs> oh that's bringing yeah. back some bad memories man <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, that but you know that was the funniest thing I remember from it. Just you know having a homeless dude, you know, who's like, yeah, man, uh, I play some. You know, and you're just like, oh, I know, dude. You know? <laughs> just, yeah. Let us get this before we get a fine or get thrown out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few years ago, Jason here told me to, you got to watch this documentary, so I watched it. I'm talking about the wonderful whites of West Virginia. Yeah, you, you, it's a, it's a must see. I rewatched it like two weeks ago just just because. So like, how did yeah. this all come about with you guys and the relationship, being able to play the birthday party and everything? I, dude, the greatest thing, like you know, I like you have seen that, and you know, I grew up, I, you know, the Stonewall Jackson's about growing up on the West Virginia border here, you know, so I'm familiar, you know, with that kind of stuff. Not you know, and I of course know the Dancing Outlaw, but like it's not like I knew these guys personally or anything. And, um, you know, we just, we just got like an email one day that was just like, Hey, we're interested in having you play Jessica White's birthday party. Where are you from? <laughs> like, it was just like, like real quick. And I was like, and I explained, you know, I was like, oh, I grew up, you know, a few miles North of Blacksville, West Virginia on the PA side. And, and they were just like, okay, cool. You know, like, they're like, we're going to have a mechanical bull there. <laughs> it's yeah. on this date. I was like, we're in. <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, we just hashed out the details and, uh, yeah, that was it. So I have no, you know, I know it's a private thing, you know, where they just kind of, you know, do it on somebody's like farm out in Tennessee. And, uh, I, I have no idea what to expect, but I, I, you know, it has, there's a mechanical bull there. Let's just, you know, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Hopefully you'll run into Mamie and Kirk, too. <laughs> that, yeah, there's so many things. You Say know, hi to gonna... Kirk for me, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, yeah, we're, we're beyond excited, you know. And, uh, and it was kind of like a nod, you know. It's like, mm -hmm. a, like a credibility nod, too, you know. Like, it, it's... Uh, you know, we're, we're you know I fly the the Appalachian banner pretty pretty hard. You know, like so if uh, you know they'd be the first person to call us out if we were posers for sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, was, definitely. Do you yeah. know who it was from that camp that was on to you guys? I, I don't. I, I I don't know who it was, but it was just like it was like a Facebook message too, and it wow. was hilarious. You know, that went on. You know, it, it ended up being you know then there was like normal you know conversations too, but you know, but yeah, so. It was, it was cool, you know. It's whoever does the, uh, you know, I, it's it's whoever does their event planning. I'm I'm not. I don't believe it's one of the whites, you know. But it's whoever you know is in charge of putting you know together that stuff. So okay. Yeah. Well, on a totally different flip side of that, your guys are also doing those warp tour dates. Like, what do you expect the crowd reaction to be like to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I was like, uh, our manager told me not to bring Tide Pods and taunt the millennials. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you guys played Warp Tour before, right? 
A long time. Yeah. Ago, oh, that's right. Before we even started touring, we got okay on it like early on. You know, just just uh, by virtue of someone who was playing in the band at the time, and it was a it was a cool experience. You know, but like any band, we're we're a lot different of a band than when we started. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we were you know we were just cutting our teeth and learning to play our songs out and kind of discovering who we were at the time. You know, and now we're we're pretty aware of who we are, and you know we're doing a I, I was a little, you know, I was I was hoping some of my my friends from like you know more famous punk bands were gonna be there because you know I would have had them come out and do something with us, you know, to give us a little more of a yeah a, a you know a bit of a credibility nod for for that community so they understand that you know when you look at us you wouldn't you wouldn't think that we should be there but if you know our background it, it actually makes a lot of sense you know. But uh, it turns out none of them are any of those dates, so we're on our own, and uh, we're going to go out there, and it, it it should be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be some kids who think it's like they've never seen anything like it. I'm sure there's some people that are going to think it's the most horrible thing they've ever seen, and, <laughs> you know, maybe the, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird, you know, but it's going to be cool. It's You know, it's a last work tour. I You know, we feel, you know, I'm, I'm – uh, very grateful, you know. Kevin Lyman himself was the one who uh, greenlit us to be on there, so that that was a oh, that that's was cool. great. Yeah, that that meant a lot right there. So it's you know, so it should be cool. You know, I I have no doubt. You know, I'm not I'm no stranger to to playing in front of uh you know people that aren't don't know us or that are uh you know uh you know hostile. You know, I I kind of <laughs> my personality kind of laughs at that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how, you know, the work tour thing. You know, maybe we'll bust out, a like, a punk rock cover or something. But, you know, it's funny. If I bust out a punk rock cover, it would be something that, like, the youngsters wouldn't even know. So Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be, like, one of those things, like, yeah. I, I was walking around Huntington Beach one time, and there were these skater kids outside of, like, this one store. And, and uh, they were looking. They are like, dude, you got a black flag tattoo. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, were you in the band? I was like, Christ, man, how old do you think I am, dude? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was too young to have seen black flag and you think I was in the band. You know? That would put you like 55 or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless like, I'm, I'm not talking like the new flag, you know, like that, yeah. uh, what yeah. Mike Pelletli sings in or whatever. But, uh, you know, who I'm a fan of, by the way, but not, you know, like I'm a fan of him and Revolution Mother and his stuff. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's who knows, man. It'd be a weird, yeah. It's, so who knows, you know? At that concert, also, I have him. You know, last time I was at Warped Tour, I also had a Misfits tattoo, and you know, some kid was like, "Man, the Misfits, fuck yeah!" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm a huge Danzig fan." And the kid looked at me confused. Oh God! And I was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> I was like, "You don't know that Danzig signed for the Misfits." Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. That- uh, there you go. <laughs> where, where do you start with all that? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just like, I'm like, cool, man, have a good day. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not here to be a punk rock Yoda today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were at Riot Fest a couple years ago, and there was like half the crowd, half the size of the crowd at The Damned as there was at some of these new bands that yeah. were really shitty. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, like, and it's, uh, you know, it, we just saw when we were in in January, we got to see uh, me, Rich, and and Adam went to watch uh, watch Anna Flag play at um at uh, the the Troubadour in L.A. You know, they sold it out, and it was cool. Like, you know, like those guys are. You know, uh, you, you know, and towards the like '90s punk, rock, you know, like the, the bands that have come out in the '90s punk rock and have stayed like relevant and stuff, you know, and stayed like street and stuff. Like they, they're great. You know, it was really cool to see. You know, like like the, I love punk rock swagger and attitude. You know, I am a, I am a metal guy. There's no doubt. You know, I'm a classic rock dude. You know, I, I like mullets. I like uh, I rock Z's <laughs> and stuff. You know, there's no question. But you know, I do, I do like that. You know, that punk rock. You know, kind of, kind of. Uh, you know, we saw the Attics too, actually in January. Oh wow! We were all, yeah, we wow. were all punk rock in January. You know, like, <laughs> I was talking to, and I didn't even know it. Like, uh, you, you, what was it? You remember the band uh, Good Charlotte with uh, with the the two Madden brothers? Yes. Or whatever? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to one of those dudes, and he was like, you know, we were backstage at one of those shows, and he was like, 
And he was really nice, and he was talking to me, but I had no idea who he was until, like, you know, Rich came over and started talking to him about some of their albums, and then, like, like later on, Rich was like, you have no idea who you're talking to, do you? I was like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, it was like, it was funny, you know, it was like, you know, listening, because I remember, like, that kind of stuff was popular when uh, when I was young, you know, coming up in the, mm-hmm. in the music scene. So, not, and I'm not a fan of, like, whiny pop punk at all, but, you know, you got to give it up to people that, you know, obviously they struck a chord and, uh, you know, uh, sold a, a shitload of records. Good on them, you know. But, yeah, it's good stuff. Strange stories. We have, <laughs> we have strange SH stories, like people you'll see us running into, like people you wouldn't think. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. you got all this stuff going in July. Do you have concrete plans for later in the year, or is it just kind of a look at it when it, the time comes for the next album yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah, that's kind of what we decided, you know, like, I imagine, uh, you know, it, it, it's, the, the new album's half written already, you know, like, it's half demoed out, I mean, like, they, they need ironed out, so, like, I'm sure when I start writing again, you know, I'm sure the guys will throw a few songs, it, it would come together pretty fast, we just, I, you know, we're, we're not, like, one of those bands that, like, you know, I, I, I think that, that the, like, the label machines that, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's time to put out an album out. Well, this album came out this time. You have to have new content. That, that's all bullshit because none of these labels even know what the hell's going on in the music business right now. Right. You know, when the when the new album's ready, it will we will record it and we will put it out, you know, and it'll, it'll be the best example of that. I'd rather, you know, take our time with stuff and make it a natural progression, you know, for the band than to – than to just throw stuff together, you know, so you have a bunch of the, you know, copy, I call it the copy and paste radio rock, you yeah, know, like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> God, breakdown, main riff, <laughs> chorus where the guy comes down and then big hook that sounds the same as everything else, like those four parts, you just, you can just paste every song together. Like, yeah. It blows, you know, I, I don't want to do that, you know, we, we've got offered to take record deals and do that, we told them no, it's like, you know, I'd probably have more money, but, you know, it's, it's like the same time, I would have to play that shit every night. No shit, more. yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to think about, you know, it was like, you know, it's like, this is, this is what you're putting your, your name and your stamp on that's going to be out there, uh, you know, far beyond when you're done playing music, if you're lucky, and, uh, yeah, that's that's not what I wanted to leave behind. So you know, fuck it, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we always try to pride ourselves in not asking stupid questions. What's the most jabronious thing you've ever been asked in an interview? <laughs> some some of the ones that I that that bother me are ones that are like obvious, like uh, you know, it, it like if somebody. If somebody asks us like what our name means, but they really don't even know that like if they're asking us so we can explain it to fans, that's one thing. But if you like ask it to us, that means you didn't even click on our Facebook page. Like, you know, it's like like it's like people that haven't done like any like uh, research or anything on the band. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's these guys, you know, and here's these sets of questions. And it's kind of like, did you even like. Like, do you even know who you're talking to? You know, not that I, not that I think I'm anything special, but like, you know, if you're going to do something, you should at least know who you're talking to. Like, Hey, look, when you guys started this interview, what's the first question you asked? How's Jake? Well, number one, that shows, you know, who Jake is, you know, he was in an accident. You've obviously followed the band somewhat on social media. You know, know, it's just, just a little bit of awareness, you know, like uh, it, it goes a long way. I mean, you don't have to know us personally, but you have to. You know, at least do some research. You know, something. <laughs> but but in terms of that, somebody asked us what a jab or oni was. Oh my god! <laughs> We're like uh, a what? They're like a jab or roni, and I'm like, you mean a jabroni? They're like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it's. You, <laughs> you tell them you, then you are one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. To. They actually were really cool, and it was a cool interview. But it was just a really funny question because yeah. it was almost like, you know, it, it was it was, uh, you know, uh, it, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. I, I've never really had anyone be uh, be rude or anything yet. You know, like I mean, I think I think it happens at some point. You know, like you know, you'll you'll come across somebody, but uh, you know, we've we've been pretty fortunate because you know, I think people like yourselves and in media and you know music blogs and and all these things and music go together like i think it's like it's one and the same thing that helps each other out you know Mm -hmm. it's like without you guys 
folks like you, like writing about us, people don't hear about us. Without us doing this, you don't have things to write about. So it's kind of like a, a symbiotic relationship, you know. So I don't, I don't understand bands and or, or journalists for that matter that kind of like are adversarial against each other. Like you know, I don't, I don't like like metal. There's there's metal blogs. I'm not even going to mention them by name because I don't like to, uh, you know, I don't want to give anybody any publicity. But like, I don't like things that are dedicated to ripping stuff down. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. isn't there enough division in the hard rock and metal world? Like, you know, with all the different subgenres of strangeness, like to, to have to like have blogs that, that are like TMZ or something that just make fun of shit. You know, it's yeah. like, no, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. It's like, come on. I mean, and I'm not talking like the hard times, which are like funny articles. I mean, like people that are like trying to be funny, but are actually just being assholes and like, you know, just dissing on people that are just, you know, trying to do their thing. You know, if it's yeah. not your thing, don't, then don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Another question I had for you is in the area that you're from, have you noticed a bunch of bandwagon Philadelphia Eagle fans showing up out of the blues all of a sudden? <laughs> you know, not where I'm from because everybody hates Philadelphia where I'm from. Like, we don't even, like, regard that as part of Pennsylvania. Sorry, Pennsylvania. Sorry, Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I have no... I have no slams like, but to us, that's like the other side of the world. Like you can't get further from Philadelphia and Pennsylvania than where we live, basically. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, so like this is Steeler country. Like it's Penguins country. It's Steelers country. Like football, like in college varies because like it's split. You know, some people like Pitt, some people like Penn State, some people like WVU. It just kind of because there's a lot of those in proximity. But in terms of professional sports, there's no... Philadelphia will never get any respect in, in this you know corner of the world unless we're talking about Rocky or It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, those are good exceptions. Yes. Yeah, those are solid exceptions. And, I, and, and you know, we've had great shows in Philadelphia. I have friends that are from Philadelphia, but I do not regard them as being from the same place as I am. <laughs> it's just different. That's Jersey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys still had trouble breaking into Pittsburgh like you talked about a while back? Still, yeah. I, I, I'm in talks again. You know, like we're, we're back at it. You know, like I threw him another date, you know, and, uh, and and we're talking back and forth. So it could happen this summer. I really hope it does, you know, and, and hope we could we could break that spell. I mean, uh, you know, we could do something in my home area down here if we wanted to. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's just uh, – there's not a whole lot of places to put on like a, uh, you know, like that has a good stage to put on like a, a pro show to do it right, you know, and and uh, and I would want to do it 100 percent, you know, if I did something, you know, in, in my home area and, and uh, you know, so maybe that'll change sometime. But, yeah, Pittsburgh would be cool. But, you know, I, I you know, that is still, you know, an hour from here, you know, so. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we get to play there. And, uh, you know, if not, then we'll continue to, to play the game until one day. They ask us to play there, but someone actually someone did write to us and ask us to play there, but uh, it it was um, but it was like a horrible deal, and they didn't even know who the band was. I don't think, but at wow. least they asked. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> right? true. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like do you, do you know? It's like what well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, bringing it bringing it back around to the beginning, I, I forgot to ask what was the tour like with Final Drive because those guys are badass and I love. Oh them yeah. It, it, very cool. You know, we, we all got along very well. You know, we kind of have a different approach to uh, to everything. So it's kind of a cool way to see another band that's kind of, you know, in a similar world, like how they tour and how they do their stuff. You know, everything down to how they run the merch table to how they, you know, get set up for shows. Like, you know, we just... It, I, you know, I, I learned a lot watching that, like, learn, you know, it's kind of like stepping out and looking in. I learned a lot of, like, new things, and, you know, they probably learned a lot of new things from us, you know, and, and, uh, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're definitely a, a strange operation, too, so I'm sure we puzzled them a lot, too, with some of our things. Like, I know Jordan did not like pee bottles. That's Jordan from Final Drive for people. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets mad if there's pee bottles, and to us, pee bottles are just an essential part of the indoor plumbing in the van, so, like, <laughs> Think about, you know, but like I found out that he would get really upset if you leave your pee bottles on his van or in his van. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and then then the the worst thing you could do is to show us that something bothers you, because then that... <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna exploit that. Yeah, because then it's like, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're co-headliners, it's not like there's a pecking order, you know, so you don't have to, uh, uh, you know, so it's not like. 
It's not like if we were out with like Zach Wild and his security would beat us up and throw us off the tour or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that was fun. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and it, I, I miss yelling at their their drummer Joe. Their first row, they had two drummers on the tour. Their first drummer Joey is also the drummer for Jasta. He wasn't at the show y'all were at, but. Uh, but I had fun messing with him because he's like a young guy. Like, yeah. and, and all, I just always accused him of eating Tide Pods and trying to take my guns from me because he was from Connecticut. <laughs> so, that was, so, so this poor guy was just like, what the hell? Like, listen here, millennial. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I have this terrible cough. But yeah, so it's, he's like, see these strange bearded people accusing him of eating Tide Pods and trying to take his guns. He's like, I'm not trying to take your guns. It's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the cool thing about it, he's actually his uncle is uh, is Ted DiBiase. His last name's DiBiase. So that was oh, wow. instant respect in our camp. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, Whoa. He, he he gets a pass for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that should have been. You should have led with that when you met us. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that that would have been that would have saved you a lot of the the, the millennial you know yelling at you and stuff and. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. It was, we we had some fun, and, and he's such. And it's great. He's a great drummer. He was a you know very accomplished like musician. He's done a lot, you know, in, in a, as a young person. But you still had Rich like making fun of him, you know, being like, "Hey, man, when you upgrade to Hate Breed, let us know." Meanwhile, you know, Jazz is playing way bigger places than we are. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's good stuff. Like it was, it, but that's the kind of tour we had. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, like talking. You know, joking back and forth with people like that, and uh, and that was cool. You know, I, I'm I'm glad we had that. I'm glad we had that experience. And uh, you know, uh, be if, again. You know, like Final Drive. Some of the people that liked like the more extreme like metal, like you know, the more heavy stuff, like didn't quite get us. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's okay. You know, and I, and I'm sure, I'm sure it went both ways. I'm sure you know some of the people that were more classic rock leaning. You know that that listen to us might have might have thought that was a little too intense, but you know there there's a, but but it's cool. You're you're gonna have that. You know, like that's that's what happens when you uh you know we kind of knew that going in, and uh, I don't think it was you know negative or anything. But it, you know there there are some people that'd be like you know what the why are they together or, you know something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, from a fan's yeah. perspective, on my end, I always love it whenever there's a mix like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of do too. You know, I think I think Europe's got that figured out. You, ever, you, you know, look at like some of those European festivals. Yeah. Like, I get stoked when I see the lineups of those because I'm like, you know, that would never happen in the United States. You know, because there'd be like, you know, scenester kids and stuff in the background with their nose in the air, going, "Oh God, why are they on the bill?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, no, this is amazing. Like, we have freaking, you know, you have like Iron Maiden. In, uh, well, not Maiden usually plays their own like third world countries and like brings everybody there. Like they're amazing. Um, that's a bad example. And now people from third world countries are gonna write me hate mail for. That. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's say, but like, yeah, you could have like a festival with like Megadeth, then like some church burning black metal band, and then like Kid Rock. Yeah, <laughs> like all yeah. In the same festival. And to me, that's amazing. I'm like, yes. I'm like, this is so cool. You know, like that. Like that got that would get me excited. You know, but like here, never. You know, you would never see something like that. You know, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of like elitism in the in the hard rock world, and it's just uh, it's unfortunate because you know it's not like it, it's not like rock's getting a lot of play on the radio or getting like you know the the push like it once did. So. You know, people are just like, you know, rock's dying. It's like, well, why is that? You know, like, first, I don't necessarily agree with that statement. Second, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, a lot of people that are listening, it's also comes back to on you guys, you know, like yeah. for, for splitting this up. You know, you got to, there, there's there's a lot to appreciate out there for sure. Definitely. Well, man, we appreciate your time. Yeah, man. I, you know, I always love talking to y'all. It was good seeing you guys in, uh, in Oklahoma City and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we're 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 still. We'll make sure you you know when the 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 single comes out and stuff. You guys will get to see, you know what we're what we're doing and stuff. So you can you can tell us if we were off base or on base. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. You guys have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. There you go, Adam Jode of Scattered Hamlet back on this podcast. Like I said, for a fourth time, a huge thank you to him for taking the time out of his day to talk to us there. Definitely. Yeah good 30 plus minutes and 
Like I mentioned before, go back and check out episode 96, 76, and 24. All those are full band episodes. All, or sorry, all three of those. And all three of those have Jake on it, which we need to mention like we yes. have several times. Our all, thoughts and everything are going out to him, his all family. The best, yeah. And the other three guys in this band that, you know, he keeps improving because, you know, he's making slow progress like Adam talked about in this episode. So Definitely. You know, huge shout out to Jake and, of course, to Rich and Adam as well. Yes. Look up Scattered Hamlet on Facebook. Follow him. Get Swamp Rebel Machine if you don't have it. Hillbilly Harmony. All their stuff's kick-ass. Just great to have these guys back. And an awesome live band. And Adam Jode is just like one of those guys that you could call a consummate frontman, right? Yes, definitely. Because everything he does, you know, he's just fun to watch and great to listen to because yep. not only is he kick-ass, he's hilarious as well. Yes, he, he's got, you know, he's got the music talent and then he's got the 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 attitude that a front charisma. man needs. The charisma, yes. It's it's awesome. All that comes from all his years as a wrestling fan. That's right. And he's not a jabroni. That's right. That's exactly right. Jabroni-free zone. There you go. If you're a guitarist, <clears throat> if you want to tour in a band, don't message Adam Jode and ask him what band it is. Have you seen that post? That was pretty good. I don't... Or look it up when we're done. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> this was totally random. Everybody's not going to know what the fuck Now I got to fucking look it up. <laughs> anyway... Once again, thanks to Adam Jode. Earlier we had Duel. Check them out on the Rocklahoma Access Stage this Saturday of Rocklahoma at 140. And then also Tulsa area. They're going to be back on June 22nd at Guthrie Green opening up for Paul Bear. Yes. I know that our buddy Trevor will be out there because Paul Bear. You know it. Yeah. Jason Carroll as well. Me as well. But I assume that you won't be because no. you'll be kicking ass with I'm, Old Crow Medicine Show yes, and Willie Nelson, right? I'm going to see... Uh, Willie and Old Crow and Sturgill Simpson. So And J.D. McPherson. And J.D. McPherson, yes. Like way far away from here. So. Yes, way far away <laughs> from here, but why not? I want right. a fucking adventure. Yeah. And the Head and Heart, which I never thought that we'd ever mention that band name on the podcast, but Finally. why not? Why not? It's fitting that we do it on an Adam Jode episode. <laughs> Hipsters need love too, right? <laughs> right? Maybe not, but I'll go get a beer when they're playing. Don't worry. Adam Joe would probably let you know that Head and Heart eats Tide Pods. <laughs> they probably, and they're probably trying to take away our guns, too. They probably are. <laughs> well, like we mentioned previous episodes, we've got now a long list, 170 episodes. Like I said, three with Scattered Hamlet. You can look back and find four with Battlecross. Four that include Mike DiPetrillo, whether it be with Driver or with Scott Bond of Death Grip. Mm-hmm. We mentioned... Which, by the way, he's playing with First Strike again this year at Rocklahoma. Yeah, Deep Patrillo is. That's awesome. That is awesome. Just... He used to be with First Strike. You know, it hadn't been that long ago, but yeah. several years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, basically probably around the time of Driver, he left to focus on that. Yeah. But he's back working with First Strike. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be a great one to check out as well at Rocklahoma. They're playing the Retrospect stage, along with, like we mentioned, our buddies, Dead Metal Society... Down for five, which you can check out an episode with both of them this coming week. Yes, I can't wait. Our Rocklahoma preview. And then we've got an episode coming up with Boba Flux. We've also had on John Connolly from Seven Dust, whose brand new album, All I See Is War, yes. came out just this past Friday. Yes, we're we're gonna break that break that down soon enough. We just need to listen to it more. Of course. To talk to you know, to talk about it with you guys. We've had on Child Bite as well, and they just put out a brand new album. Yes. It's a collection of rarities b-sides and covers i want to order the cassette you know me yeah i'm probably gonna end up doing that well like you said you can get a cassette a double cd that has like 28 songs a poster a t-shirt and all of it's only like 30 bucks yeah that's i mean you gotta fucking love that yeah child bite they're quite an interesting band if you've never checked them out but if you like heavy music you'll like these guys yeah it's heavy but it's also kind of the noisy punky kind of side i love it so yeah definitely check that out burnt offerings yep Found guys from King, Truck Fighters, The Sword, Crowbar, Super Joint, Insight, yeah, Miss May I, Dockin, uh, Dockin, yeah. We've had on if you like stuff like Dockin, we've had on guys from Lillian Axe, Taiketo, Warrant, Europe, Firehouse, yes. Bullet Boys, Trickster. Hey, we, we had on we had on a guy from Saxon recently, didn't we? We did. <laughs> and speaking of kick-ass people. We had Gene Simmons on here. Yes, we did. 
<laughs> totally. Some people might not think he's kick-ass. That's true. But he was kick-ass to us, so that's all that matters. That's true. He was not a jabroni. He was cool as hell. No, him. yeah. Think what you will. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Fat on guys from Anvil. Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill. Yes. Jason Todd, formerly of Shinedown. Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth. Dave Elfson, currently and forever of Megadeth. That's right. Except for that short period where James Lomenzo was of Megadeth. <laughs> but, you know. um, or James McDonough. <laughs> right. A little iced earth action there for you. Fun fact, Jason Todd is in Delacoma now, and we've had Delacoma on the show. There you go. At some point, Hell yes. all this shit winds together. Yeah, they're all going to be in bands together at some fucking point. That's right. <laughs> Adam Jode will be the fourth member of Bill Bib DeVoe at some point. One can only hope. That's right. <laughs> all that is at soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground. You can also find it at thethunderunderground.com and pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. That's right. YouTube at the Thunder Underground, Instagram at the Thunder Underground. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Get on Patreon. Look up Thunder Underground. Yes. Become a patron. Please do. All that helps. And it does. Speaking of helping, once again, thank you to our sponsors, Vitz Screen Printing and DEB Concerts. That's right. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.